Hi, welcome to Chaos in the Attic. It's your host, Noor. Here I uncover all the chaos in our attics from emotional and physical well-being, talking all things spirituality and self-development. I have fun and enlightening conversations with inspiring people. Here we stay open to anything and everything. I am so excited to have you here with me now. So let's get chaotic. Hello and welcome back or welcome to Chaos in the Attic. I hope this episode finds you happy, healthy, well surrounded by all the love, wonders, and magic that the world has to offer always and forever. I am so happy to be bringing this episode to you during this Virgo season because I think it aligns so perfectly with this Virgo-y energy that is out there right now. Everyone wanting to advance in life and add more structure and what better way to do that than by focusing in on your own individuality and by that i mean your astrological birth chart yes the way you align with the universe because we are all truly so different so to look at what is best the best structure for you in order to grow and expand my guest chelsea is an intuitive and karmic astrologer she looks into all things astrology looks into past life karmas and healing is reiki certified connects to the akashic records and all things of spiritual communication i have personally worked with chelsea for around a year maybe more and i've learned so much about myself and i have grown spiritually and learned how to tap into my strengths and weaknesses and truly just embrace all aspects of myself chelsea is truly 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 does radiate light and joy and i loved working with her and i like to describe my experience with her as magical because when i say it really was magical she really does have this magical glow about her in this episode we talk all about how to look into your birth chart important things to pay attention to accessing your own intuitive gifts receiving information from the akashic records and how to use your chart to advance in your career i know you will enjoy this episode and to anyone that is hesitant about astrology just listen with an open mind and heart and take what you need i also would highly 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 recommend anyone to work with chelsea because trust me it will be a magical experience as always all chelsea's information will be linked in the show notes and without further ado let's get into this episode I'm so honored. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on. No, of course. I mean, I wanted to have you on for such a long time and I just did a little bit of an upgrade on the podcast and I was like, because I just kind of switched it and moved it more towards talking about the things that I actually want to talk about. And I was like, this is the perfect time now to have you on. Um, I want to start by asking you um, if you can introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do. Okay, yes. I am Chelsea Jewell. I'm an intuitive and karmic astrologer. And basically what that means is I use astrology and birth charts as like my portal to communicate with spirit guides, with people's higher selves, with to like enter the Akashic records, basically the realm of spirit communication in any form. Um, when I look at someone's chart, like it almost 
spiritually and physically speaks to me. So that's what I mean by like intuitive. And then the karmic astrology piece, I do a lot with like past lives, past life healing, um, breaking out of karmic cycles. So I do that in coaching and readings. And recently I've been doing more like astrological coaching or business coaching. So like helping people run their businesses or even like work in their careers in ways that are really aligned with their energy and kind of break out of the rules of what everyone tells them they're supposed to do and make sure they're living in alignment with their charts. So that's a summary of what I do. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been working with you for, I feel like, well, I, I worked with you for maybe more than a year or a year. And I feel like I never heard anything about like how you got into the work. And I'm really curious to know your backstory. Yeah, I know. I loved working with you so much. Um, so I actually started my career in corporate America and I did corporate marketing for 10 plus years. And I mean, I used to work for Coca-Cola for big like tech brands. Um, and I really liked it in a lot of ways. Like I liked the creative part and everything, but actually in 2018, I had like my total dream job with Coke. I was traveling the world, doing marketing for one of the biggest companies in the world. I was working on soccer campaigns, which is a huge passion of mine. And that career, that job and that project that I was on ended up leading to my whole like spiritual awakening because of two things. First, I got to the end of it and I was like, that was amazing. And I traveled the world and somehow I still don't feel fulfilled. Like at the end of the day, I was selling soda and that's like not my dream. Um, and then the other thing was like, there were a lot of like corporate politics and just like messy ego things going on in that culture that really impacted me it made me really question myself um I lost like a lot of self-esteem and self-worth because I started believing what other people were telling me about myself that were not true and so after that whole experience and just kind of like being broken down to zero I was like going to all of these psychics and healers and astrologers and I was like anyone please tell me like who I am and what I'm here to do. And I never like intended to make a business or career out of it. I just really needed help. And so eventually like that opened my eyes to so many different things. Astrology was like the one really consistent modality that I kept coming back to where I, like every time I learned something new or looked at my chart, I was like, there was just like this feeling of relief and permission of like, oh, that makes so much sense with like why I'm this way. Um, so that eventually led to me like wanting to help other people have that same sort of energy in their lives and start started my business from there. <laughs> I'm glad that you did that, but it's such a complete turnaround. Like I did not expect that to be your background. <laughs> so it's really interesting. I mean, definitely it just makes me question like how even did you think about like, oh, let me go see an astrologer. Let me go look at the more spiritual side like how did that even occur to you like was was it something always in you yeah I mean I feel like I was sort of always closeted interested in like kind of paranormal and like psychic stuff but it like before the pandemic like I feel like recently spirituality and intuition and everything has gotten cool and trendy but like 
I, I didn't feel like it was really acceptable to be into any of that or like to admit that I believed in any of that. So it was always sort of a like hidden interest or like a guilty pleasure almost. But um, I remember like being in my corporate job still in a different corporate job after Coke. And I just started paying more attention to like what excited me and lit me up. And I found that like I would use articles from wellness sites like Mind Body Green as my reward for getting through a work task. And they were all about, you know, like full moons and like meanings of the spiritual meanings of things. Um, and just like having more access to information like that on the internet and realizing that I resonated with it, I felt like gave me more permission to kind of step a bit further into like, okay, I can book an appointment with a psychic or an astrologer. Um, and then there were like podcasts too, and just like a blossoming of resources where I felt like more and more people were kind of giving permission to actually talk about these things and open up and learn about and explore them. So it definitely started with me like doing that stuff very quietly and like not really telling people about it. But I feel like then it just sort of, in the recent years, it's kind of exploded and become really popular. And I think a lot of people are turning to more spiritual things to help answer really deep questions about their lives. And I'm really uh, glad about that. Yeah, it is. It's so interesting because like, I feel like similar to that, I would talk about things and people would just either judge it or think I was like this weirdo. And then now it's like, everyone's preaching this like one way and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I mean, it's good. I love it. I know there's always that fine line when things like become trendy and popularized where you feel like sometimes it starts to lose some of its like authenticity but at the same time I'm with you I'm like at the end of the day any press is good press for the world of spirituality and like seeking yeah. deeper meaning in life <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't care yeah I'm just like it's okay if it's like not if it's like surface level in a sense um but at least it's like opening up to something else yeah I I think about that a lot with astrology especially because I see like a lot of articles and I've contributed to some in the past too that are like very surface level of like why Pisces and Libra are compatible and you know those types of things and it makes me cringe a little bit but then I'm I'm like well at least people are figuring out what their sun sign is or whatever you know <laughs> well talking about astrology I want to, can you expand more on like what exactly astrology is? I'm sure everyone knows, but more of the details, because I feel like people are just very aware of like their sun sign mm -hmm. and there's way more to it. Yeah. If you ever actually like look at an astrology chart, it's a circle with a bunch of symbols and lines, and it's actually like very complex. Um, but Essentially, your astrology birth chart is like a snapshot of where all of the planets and stars were at the exact moment you were born when you took your first breath on this earth. And that's why I know not everyone has like access for different reasons to their birth time, but there are ways that you can like work with someone to intuit what your birth time was if you don't have it exactly. But that's why birth time is so important. Um, so we look at not just the zodiac sign that you're, 
that the sun was in when you were born, but also like the sign that the moon was in, Venus, Mars, Jupiter. So, and then we also look at the relationships between those planets based on where they were. Um, the other like way I would describe astrology is a lot of people think it's like a future telling um, tool, like a crystal ball or something. And it definitely can be used to tell a lot about like where you are in a certain cycle in your life or astrology is really about like the cycles and rhythms of the collective in our individual lives. But for me, what I always come back to when like I'm talking about or teaching astrology is it's not like a, a limiting thing that is like, okay, nor your sun sign is this. And so you're automatically this way. It is really like a reflection of something on a macro scale, like the universe and the planets and how their positions reflect something internally within us. So we all have all of the zodiac signs, all of the planets in our chart somewhere. We all harness these like archetypal energies of, for example, the energy of Mars is like the energy of the warrior that's passionate and aggressive sometimes. Where it shows up in your chart is different for everyone. But these, um, this like macro scale of the sky basically represents different pieces and parts of us that we all have on a collective level and how we can choose to display those energies in a whole like spectrum variety of ways given their positions in our chart. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but I think my, my point I'm trying to say is one of the astrologers creeds is as above, so below. And it's, it's not something to tell you how to be or who you should be. It's reflecting something that you may already feel within you and it's giving you choice of how to express that in the highest way possible. Yeah, I think that's very true and very accurate. I feel like a lot of people will either drift away from looking at astrology because they feel like it's, this is who you are. This is exactly what you're supposed to do in your life. And these are the jobs you're supposed to do and X, Y, and Z. And that makes people feel like, oh, like that's not, but that's not me. Or I don't resonate with that. And I don't believe in that. And yeah, I think it's more of just more of a horizon kind of way to look at it like that it, it does encompass everything. And then it also, yeah, like you said, a reflection. I think that's like the perfect. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is um, I have actually found from studying my own chart and just my work with clients, like astrology as a tool is actually the exact opposite of like a limitation on telling us who we should be. I find actually like societal, familial expectations, like conditioning of who we should be are much harder to break out of. And astrology has been a tool for me to actually recognize like what is me and what is mine. And it's actually a very big permission giving tool that like helps me shed a lot of that condition conditioning and like expectations put on me by other people. So it's actually really helped me get in touch with more of like who I am and what, like who I want to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, in general, why do you feel like, firstly, where can people get their, like look at their chart? And then secondly is why should anyone even care to look at their chart? 
Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of places if you just like Google online astrology chart for free, where you can look up your chart for free. Um, I also have a blog post on my website, chelseafool.com, that like takes you through step by step of how and like what tool I recommend that's free online to look up your chart. Um, but I use astro.com, A S T R O and if you enter your birthday and your birth time, you can get your chart that way. Answering your question of like, why should anyone do this? Um, I believe that, and probably I would guess like anyone listening to your podcast and like the things you have to say is on some sort of self-discovery journey of like kind of asking and answering those questions I was just talking about. of like, who am I? Who am I outside of like, my job title, who am I outside of my role in specific relationships? Like who am I at my core at a soul level? And looking up your astrology chart helps you answer that. And not in a way that again, is like completely unknown to you. Like, you know yourself, but it's, to me, it's like a giant reminder and a giant permission slip of like, this is who I am. This is who I get to be. And everything else is just like, conditioning or projected onto me that I can release and let go of or not play into as much anymore. So I would say the why is like self-discovery, soul searching, um, self-awareness, self-love, like it all comes back to knowing and honoring yourself. Yeah, I do. I do like the fact that it gives me that freedom to just be myself. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is literally what, who I am and telling me exactly that everything that I do that I feel that I notice in myself is like being reflected in like my chart, which is really nice. Um, but I mean, how can one use their chart to better themselves or to understand themselves on a deeper level? Like what are the things that they should really like look out for? So, I mean, there's every planet, every sign, like every piece of your chart has a different indication of a different part of yourself. Um, I guess, what might be helpful is I'll give an example of a way that like astrology has helped me do this sort of soul searching permission giving um, understanding of myself. So one thing that's prominent in my chart, I'm a Scorpio rising and I have the planet Pluto, which is like the planet of death, rebirth, transformation, like kind of heavy energy in my first house. So it's very prominent for me. And I remember like all through high school wanting to be like one of the cool chill girls that's just like more type B, like easygoing, go with the flow. But like it was, I had to work really hard to be that way and it didn't come naturally to me. And when I started studying my astrology chart and learning about astrology and I learned I'm a Scorpio rising, which is a more intense sign. And I had that Pluto in my first house, which is very intense. I was like, oh, no wonder. I'm like not meant to be the cool, chill girl. Not like I can't go with the flow sometimes, but like I'm intense. I'm an intense person. And once I like learned that about myself and saw it reflected in my chart, it just like I stopped spending so much energy, exerting so much energy on trying to be something different than how I naturally am. And I gave myself permission and I actually started to love this side of me that is like intense, that loves to have deep conversations with people and isn't like 
totally here for the surface level stuff. Um, so it really switched my energy from like trying to be something or someone else to really loving and embracing a different, like a part of me that I had previously rejected. So I think that's how people can even piece by piece of learning about their chart, diving into different aspects of their chart can start to kind of like re-accept and reintegrate these parts of themselves that maybe aren't cool or acceptable in society all of the time. Yeah. I, I do really love, like, I do believe that when people look at their chart and they really, like, explore it more, you kind of fall in love with yourself and you, like, learn to accept yeah. those parts of yourself that either others have, like, deemed wrong or bad about you that you've loved about yourself, but in secret, in a sense, or just, like, aspects of yourself that you otherwise would have been more, re like, rejecting, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it reminds me of um, one of my favorite quotes is from Carl Jung, the psychologist. And he says something along the lines of like, spirituality is the process of unfolding into wholeness. And that's really how I view astrology as it helps us as individuals come back into like our whole full selves and like reclaim those rejected denied unacceptable parts of ourselves or even the like the parts of ourselves that are bright and fun and like our strengths and gifts that we've been afraid to claim astrology has helped me like see and understand and use a lot of my talents and gifts that to be honest I thought like came naturally to everyone and then I realized like oh no this is something that's unique to me and I can like work with it yeah it, it is really nice I love it that it yeah, it just feels very, um, like, I want to use the word grounding, which makes absolutely no sense. But in a way, I feel like it just grounds people into themselves. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also makes sense why you would do it that way, because you have a lot of strong Capricorn energy, I remember, from your chart. So, like, yeah, it makes sense that you would want to use a tool like astrology and, like, ground it into your everyday practical life and not just keep it, like, as a mental concept. So yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, I want to, I do want to get into like exploring the business side, but I want to, for like anyone who's just now starting to get into astrology or they want to explore it more, like what are the basic ways that they, like things to like look at and to, I guess, like the, the easiest way for them to start exploring it? Yeah. So the best place to start people talk a lot about the quote quote big three in astrology which is your sun sign your moon sign and your rising sign and people talk about those as the big three because they're the most important kind of like pillars i would say of who you are your sun sign um like in a brief summary represents like your core personality like how you shine the brightest um who you are here to embody and become your moon sign represents more of like your emotional inner world side, like what you need to feel secure and safe. Um, and your rising sign represents more of like the lens through which you see the world and through which the world sees you. So a lot of people will say your rising sign represents um, the way people first uh, interpret you and your energy when they meet you. So those are three really good places to start. You can, um, again, find those for free when you look up your chart online. 
And I would definitely say start there. The other thing that like probably not every astrologer would recommend is one of the most important, but I find from a spiritual soul perspective, my very favorite thing to look at in someone's chart. And like, if I could only look at one thing in someone's chart, it would be their North node, the house and sign that the North node falls in because the North node represents your soul's contract and your soul's destiny in this lifetime of what you like really came here in this lifetime to sign up for and integrate and learn. So I love looking at that for people because it tells me like what their soul is oriented towards and really wants to um, gain a lot more experience in. So from like an intuitive and karmic perspective, I find that to be very important. If you're, if you're someone who's like just looking kind of more casually and for fun, that may not be the most important thing for you. But if you're really on a path of like soul discovery, self-discovery, your North Node will illuminate so much and so many aha moments in your life. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I feel like once I like found out my North Node, I was like, okay, that definitely aligns with me and I can resonate with it completely. <laughs> I think that the North Node is really important. I mean, other than like the, the main, like the sun, moon and rising, there's like so much obviously more to astrology. There's the houses and what in terms of the houses is important to keep in mind if you are a beginner, like what are the things to like look out for? Yeah, so if you're just starting in astrology, when you pull up your chart for free online, the houses, what we're talking about are, you'll see that like in the wheel, the circle of your chart, there's, it's divided into 12 little slices of pie and towards the inside of the circle, they're numbered one through 12. So those are the houses and there's 12 of them. The houses represent the different areas of life where certain planetary energies are present. So um, I would say pay attention to the houses where your sun and moon fall, because in addition to the zodiac sign they fall in, the houses will tell you like, for example, the house where your son falls. Um, my son is in the, the 10th house, which is the house and the area of life associated with career, um, business, reputation, legacy. So that area of life is one where I shine really bright with my son being there. The moon, your moon house or where the house where your moon falls tells you um, the area of life where you're really good at nurturing others and also where you need to feel that like emotional depth, connection, security. So the signs that different planets like the sun and moon fall in tell you more of like the energy that will be expressed or the way that energy will be expressed. And the house tells you more of like what area of life that energy will be expressed in. Um, in case it's helpful too, I, I have a, uh, like an astrology crash course where I go into this more, but I like to think of astrology if you're just beginning as similar to like the game of Clue. Did you ever play that growing up? Where it's like the murder mystery and you have to guess like who did it with what weapon in what room. And astrology is actually very similar where like the, um, the planets represent the characters of like who did it or like what their personality is. The signs represent the quote, quote, weapons or like the tools available of what they use to get the job done. 
And then the houses are like the rooms where the event or the murder took place. So it's like the area of life where this energy is expressed. So I really like um, comparing astrology to the game of Clue because it kind of like makes it more relatable and understandable, I think. I love that. That's actually one of my favorite childhood games. <laughs> so I really like that analogy a bit. Um, yeah, I, okay, like I do kind of want to shift into like the business part of like how you, like how did you decide to like shift more onto focusing in on um, helping people in their businesses and their careers through astrology? Well, actually like I used my own chart to basically <laughs> tell me what to remind me of what I'm good at where I shine the most naturally so like I just said my son is in the 10th house which is that house of career business like entrepreneurship all of those things purpose um and so I knew that was an area where I have a lot of like soul experience and I can I help like encourage a lot of people and so what I do now is um there's kind of a couple different components to it. One is like helping people who are entrepreneurs run their business in the way that they are meant to run it. So one thing that drives me crazy, especially as like a small business owner, is when I see people or coaches make very blanket statements of how everything should work for everyone. Like you should post to Instagram five times a week and you should um, be active on YouTube and you should blah, blah, like, I just hate the word should, especially when it comes to business. And I think that's one of my main goals in using astrology is like to liberate everyone from the word should and how you should do things. You should do things in the way that feels best and like most exciting to you. And you can get a lot of information about that. If you're not sure, not sure where to start from your astrology chart. Um, and then another aspect I like to bring into it, that's maybe a little bit more on the woo-woo side, but we're like fully in the woo-woo already, is your, if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, your astrology or your business actually has its own energy. It's like its own entity and it actually has its own astrology chart. So I also like to do astrology readings for someone's business and look at how the business chart interacts with their personal chart if they're here to teach each other what your business wants to grow into what its gifts are what it wants to express so there's like a whole world of things that open up from that alone as well I love that I literally just a couple of days ago looked at my chart for the podcast I was just curious to see like where yeah. Too. and yeah it was really insightful so I do love that that I think that is such a great tool and such a great way to see where your business even wants to take you like other than yourself of where you feel like your business wants to take you like to to tune into like the actual energy of the business itself or the, the whatever you're doing like whatever that work is yeah totally I'm so glad you looked that up for the podcast because it, it does like it's like you're your business or your podcast or whatever it is starts to speak to you and it becomes like a more tangible thing that you can actively work with and like kind of play off of each other energetically yeah and it's I feel like already like regardless of whether what people believe in the woo side or not the woo side like people have their 
like they call their businesses their babies like they literally make their businesses and their careers like this whole other entity so there's like I think that there's just like so much truth to that yeah yeah completely um for someone who wants to like improve their business and improve their careers like what are what are important signs or houses placements that they can look into yes good question and i would say like even if you don't have a chart pulled up yet for your business even if you're looking at your own chart and even if you don't have your own business but you just want to be successful like in your career a couple I like to work in groups of three. So let's say the top three things you should look at in your chart from like a business perspective. I would say, look at what is called the MC. So there's a little symbol. It'll be at the top of your chart in either the ninth, 10th or 11th house called the MC. This is, um, it's not a, actually a planet, but it's an angle and it's very um, significant in astrology. It represents like some people call it literally your career line, but it's a bit more broad than that. It represents more, more broadly, I would say your purpose and like your, your legacy, um, which can definitely include your career. But it's important to look at that from a business perspective, because that will tell you based on what sign it's in and even based on what house it's in. Um, the energy that you should really focus on embodying in order to have success and recognition in your career. So for example, if your MC falls in the sign of Aries, even if you don't feel like you're a natural leader or like a really bold person, you're going to want to lean into the energy of Aries, which is bold, takes a lot of initiative and in starting new things, is a leader in whatever way like that means to you. You're going to want to embody those qualities in your career in order to have success and recognition. So as I start with the MC, next, I would say, look at Venus and what sign and house Venus falls in your chart in. Um, Venus represents money, attraction, even in terms of like how we manifest uh, clients or money. It also represents relationships. So from a business perspective, it's really important to know uh, the types of people that you work best with, whether it's clients or business partners or um, or vendors or colleagues or anything like that. So MC, Venus, and the third one, I would say it could be a toss-up. I would say look to, I'm kind of going back and forth between your son sign and the house it falls in or your north node um i'm gonna go with your sun sign because that again it represents like where you are here to shine the brightest and so even if you're someone who like hasn't always fully identified with your sun sign there are aspects of that zodiac sign that when you embody them and when you embrace them in your own unique way that helps you shine and like not just shine in terms of getting attention for yourself, but it helps you shine and like give permission to other people to uh, live life in alignment for them. So it's when you play into the energy of your sun sign and you really embrace it, um, when it comes to business and career, it really sort of like 
allows you to be seen for who you are. No matter what you do is important for a successful business. I, yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like, yeah, I gravitate looking towards my sun sign for sure, but I do incorporate like my North node as well. Like I will, I, I mean, already my North node is like as same as my rising sign. So I already like take that in as part of that. But yeah, I do think that, um, looking at certain, I, I find Venus very interesting because I know that Venus, a lot of people just look at that for like love and relationships. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you said that because that makes a lot of sense now to me as well <laughs> in terms of like my own career and business. Um, I mean, what, I feel like there was, is there a specific house that people like look at mm -hmm. to other than the MC? Like, yeah, so um, the 10th house is traditionally known and it's at the very top of your chart. So the 10th house and the sign that's over that house and also like consider if there's any planets that are there in that 10th house. That 10th house represents the area of life of your career, your reputation, your work, your purpose, very similar energy to the MC. Um, and in some like uh, branches of astrology, the MC and the 10th house are always the same and in some they're not. So I won't get into the details of that, but I would say in terms of houses, look at the 10th house and then the sixth house and the second house as well. You'll see the second, sixth, and 10th houses are actually all, they're all ruled by different signs in your chart, but they will all be of the same element. So there's four elements in astrology. There's earth, fire, um, air, and water. And so if your 10th house is ruled by a fire sign like Aries, the second and sixth houses will also be ruled by those other fire signs. So that will tell you a lot, even just paying attention to the element that rules those three houses will tell you a lot about the energy that you can work with to make money. It's all about the second house to um, really kind of get done like your day-to-day -day tasks, how you should approach your day-to-day -day responsibilities, which is the sixth house and how you should work with like your overall legacy career purpose, which is that 10th house. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And okay. I love that you have it in your first house. Like you have, no, you have your son in your 10th house, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's good on you. <laughs> Lucky you for that. <laughs> I mean, what if someone has like the 10th house empty? Is that even possible? Yeah, it's totally possible. And people um, worry and stress a lot about empty houses. So I'm glad you asked this question. Empty houses do not mean anything bad. And it doesn't mean that like, if you have an empty 10th house, for example, that you're not going to have anything going for you in your career. Um, there are other ways to tell more information about your career and the 10th house things, even if there are no planets there. But what that really means, if you have an empty house, and we all have empty houses somewhere in our chart. Um, but for example, if you have an empty 10th house of career, it just means that more of like your energy and even you could say more of your life lessons are not going to be centered around 
work and career. They may show up more in like your personal relationships or more around family and home. So again, that doesn't mean like you're not going to have a career or you're not going to have a successful career. It just means that like in the grand scheme of your life and your soul, more of your tests and lessons and energies are going to be spent um, more forcefully in other areas of your life. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I definitely have a lot of empty houses and that always freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, I always have to remind myself that it's not it's not necessarily means that I have nothing going on in that area of my life. <laughs> no, I the biggest thing I hear is people freak out if their seventh house is empty because that's the house of like marriage and relationships and people are always like, does that mean I'm not getting married? And I'm like, no, my seventh house is empty, but it there we still look to like the sign that's over that house and there's a lot of other things that tell you about what you need in relationships or your 10th house is empty what you need in a career so it's nothing to worry about yeah I'm kind of gonna jump around here um I know that when I worked with you we did a lot of like different type of channeling work and intuition work and I'm curious to know how you got into your own intuition and your own channeling and how how you exactly go about it yeah, um, I guess I definitely went through some intuitive development programs. And I think that the biggest thing for me was on like this whole journey of opening up my intuition was like we talked about at the beginning, I was really interested in seeing like psychics and healers and intuitives to tell me about myself. But I was always under the impression that in order to do that work or like be able to receive messages like that through your intuition. I thought you had to have been like seeing ghosts when you were two or like had these gifts within you from a very young age. And I didn't feel that way. And so I never thought that was like accessible to me until I started working with like some mentors and going through intuitive development programs and even just like listening to podcasts and hearing more people talk about like here is how I opened up my third eye and expanded my intuition. I, I wasn't until I started seeing more people talk about it and having someone tell me that like, it's possible that I even realized I could do those things. So I would say like the biggest thing is I want everyone to know that if they're interested in that type of thing, like we all have intuition, we all access it in different ways that's unique to us. Um, there's actually interesting things you can see in your astrology chart related to that as well. But um, from there, like I said, I started going through some programs. I've read a lot of books, listened to podcasts, basically just like anywhere I could get information of like, yes, you can be psychic. Yes, you can be intuitive. Um, I just like ate it up. But um, I really like I think one of the things that helped me the most too, looking back in those programs was kind of building a community of other people who were into those things and like wanted to practice reading or like delivering intuitive messages for each other. And it's very intimidating and very vulnerable because um, you don't know if you're right or if you're crazy or if you're doing it right. But um, when you're all sort of practicing and learning together, it really helps to have someone who's going through it too and non-judgmental to be like validating some of what you get and be like, oh yeah, that that random like color you just saw 
when you were tuning into my energy and you close your eyes, like that makes sense because of this. And then you start to build off of it. Um, so I do think that like community and just like finding other people who have an interest in that whole world is probably the most important thing in holding a safe space for you to open up those gifts. Yeah, it comes with a lot of self-trust as well, like trusting something, yes. what you're hearing and what you're seeing and feeling that's, that is valid and that is true. How did you, I feel like, I guess, find that trust? Did it come through working with others and having them validate the things that you were feeling or was it something else? It definitely came through working with others and receiving validation from other people. And I'll say the other like biggest shift that happened for me was, I remember I was like exploring these podcasts and books and stuff for a long time. And I kept feeling impatient. Like when are my gifts going to turn on? And like, when am I going to like feel confident in this? And I remember having a reading done with someone at the beginning of 2020, like they gave me a reading and um, she said like, oh, by the end of this year, you're going to be giving people readings. And I was like, that feels impossible. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I don't feel like I trust myself yet. And so the biggest thing that had to happen was for me to release the attachment to that idea and release the attachment to like being right. So basically I would go into like a meditation or a practice reading for someone when I was working like in groups and just be like, I had to basically check my ego out the door, which as a Leo is like hard for me sometimes, but I would basically like one of my mantras was basically like, well, this may be crazy and this may be completely wrong, but like, I have nothing to lose at this point. So I'm just going to put it out there. And it was sort of that vibration of just like not giving an F anymore that actually helped my gifts start to flow because then I started to share more with people of these messages coming through like in our practice groups where it was a safe space and that's when I started receiving more validation so I think the first step was really like giving myself permission to be wrong to be crazy to like not have it work out at all and then that actually released a lot of resistance I had to like I have to get it right I have to be perfect I have to do this and this and this in this way yeah I, I love that. I think that it's so hard in the beginning to like, trust yourself with anything, just in general if, in life, and to trust that what you're receiving is is valid or truthful. It's is something because I feel like it, it's it kind of an acceptance of something that is bigger than yourself as well. Like yeah. that you're receiving these downloads, and that can be hard to just yeah, like with your with ego and with all that to accept that and to just embrace that as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think for people too who maybe don't have access to a community or like don't feel comfortable going that deep into it yet, I mean, another thing you could do to sort of build that validation and self-trust is start like an intuition journal where basically you're just writing down whenever you get like a little inkling of a thought or a memory pop in or um, an intuitive hit or nudge, like write them down and you may find that like three, three weeks later something comes of that or it like makes sense in a different way but you're not going to know if you just keep like letting them go by and I do find that 
intuition strengthens the more you acknowledge and validate it. So if you can do that for yourself, even in that kind of small way, that really strengthens that self-trust muscle that you're talking about. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like that's something that I kind of have recently been doing, just like making, like not necessarily writing it down, but like keeping in mind like things that I have felt and I feel like, or things that I have like intuitively known about things. And that has for sure expanded me more in those areas, like expanded my own intuition. I feel like it got, again, just because it's building that self-trust and like already like the things that you, I guess, focus on in a more positive way the more it grows and expands so yeah 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 Yeah, exactly I remember like this is like such a random thing a couple years ago but one of my friends told me she was pregnant and like right away I was like in my mind or maybe I said it out loud I can't remember I was like oh it's a boy and I turned out later to be right and that's one of those examples that like I hold on to still of just like you know it didn't necessarily mean anything to be right about that but it was one of those things that like you said just helped me build that muscle of self-trust and it also helps me know and identify like oh this is what that felt like when I had that intuitive hit and it turned out to be right yeah I I like that a lot because I do think that like focusing in on the feeling of how something felt it's so important to I guess conjure it I don't know if that's like a good word to use there but like to conjure that feeling up again and to tap into it and it, exactly. And it helps you to like, it, that's helped me when I pay attention to the feeling, know at times, like, is this my intuition or is this anxiety? Because now I know like my intuition feels this way. Like it feels kind of detached almost and like just kind of fear and like, okay, this is what it is. It is what it is. Whereas my anxiety feels like a circular like but what if it's this what if it's this what if it's blah 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 and it feels more like a mental thing so it helps you kind of like distinguish between different sensations in your body yeah um you spoke a little bit about akashic records and i feel like i've never explored that with you so i'm curious to know how you got into it and how you how you use it in your own life or in your own I feel like, I feel like it's more of like a cycle kind of thing. So I don't know, you can expand on that. (laughs) Yeah. So the Akashic Records for anyone who doesn't know is basically like an energetic metaphysical quote, quote place that you can visit in meditation and with your energy. And it is the storehouse of all information of everything that has ever happened is happening and will ever happen so past present future and um i learned through one of my previous mentors and a course that i did like how to access the akashic records through kind of taking myself through a guided meditation there are a couple different ways that a lot of people talk about like there um if you like look it up online and i actually have a, a course on my website too um or like a workshop for anyone who wants to try and explore theirs you can enter through like a guided meditation through a specific prayer that you say it's really like about getting to a vibration of openness curiosity and um love even though that sounds kind of cheesy like it's it's a very high vibration to be able to like go into the akashic records and basically get information so 
I use the Akashic Records in my life. Um, you can basically go into your own Akashic Records room and the way I see it and the way a lot of people see it in their mind's eye is like a big library. And so in like my Akashic Records room within this big library, there's all of these books that have information of my past lives, my past life memories, um, even potentially like future lives. And it's basically like a metaphysical Google for your life of like, so when I do past life readings, I'll supplement using someone's astrology chart and going into their Akashic records and being like, okay, Nora is working through this in her current life. What is the past life where this challenge started? What do we need to look at to heal? So it has all of this information for us. But the other thing I would say about the Akashic records is in some ways, yes, it is like a, this metaphysical place where you can go to, to get information. And I also think that we are constantly like downloading and receiving information from the Akashic records, even when we're not like intentionally going there in, in meditation. So anytime you have an intuitive hit or like a gut feeling about something, that information is basically like you accessing information from the Akashic Records. So I take a pretty liberal like viewpoint of it. And that's why I say like, when I look at astrology charts, it's one of my portals or doorways into the Akashic Records because it gives me like a lot of information and expands communication with the spirit realm for me. I think something that I have always felt very, I've always been very interested in Akashic Records, but I've always felt like it's like a very exclusive, like part of spirituality and of anything um yeah related to to that realm of of life and I just like how you like how you explained that you made it you make it feel more like accessible to anyone um yeah so I like yeah I'm glad and I, I think that's like a really big message I have around anything spiritual or intuitive is like one of the biggest blocks I see with people and I, I had myself was that my expectation of like what it should feel like or look like was often blocking me from really receiving how my intuition was showing up. And so my message is like, you're already doing it and you probably just don't realize it. And you're already accessing information from the Akashic Records. You're already using your intuition. The key, like we were just talking about is to really like start to acknowledge and appreciate when it does show up and when you're using it. So it starts to expand. Um, in terms of all the different spiritual modalities that you go to, um, what have you felt the most that either has been the most aligned or the most um, useful in your own life? Mm, good question. I mean, definitely astrology is the top one, which is like my, my go-to modality. And it's just, I guess, maybe the way I kind of think about a lot of different spiritual modalities is they're all kind of different dialects of like a language of energy. And we all have our different preferences for like the specific language or dialect that we speak. So astrology is like the language of energy that I choose to speak with the universe, with my soul. Um, but besides astrology, I mean, I have, I am certified in Reiki. Um, I definitely like studied a lot of law of attraction, manifestation type stuff. I 
have really recently been really into tarot and oracle cards. And I find that as a really helpful modality for like day-to-day -day guidance and getting in touch with myself. Um, and the one other thing I'm feeling really called to share, I don't know why, it's not a modality, but it's the biggest book that has helped me just expand my awareness and kind of like where we come from as souls in this plane um, is the book Journey of Souls. Did I ever recommend it to you? Have you read that? I think so. Okay. It's, it's really good. It's by a hypnotherapist doctor and he kind of accidentally discovered um, regressing people in hypnosis to their lives in the spirit world in between like their incarnations. So it's just like excerpts of his um, client conversations when they were in hypnosis and it is so interesting and it's so powerful and that book alone like really shaped a lot of what I believe now about where we come from, what our kind of purpose is as souls and what happens next. Yeah, I mean, definitely we'll add that to my book collection. <laughs> I feel like I already have, I always say I have so many books <laughs> that I need to read in my life. But um, yeah, oh, I, in terms of like astrology or like just in general, the work that you're doing right now, what has been the biggest lesson that you've received or learned from it all? Hmm, that's a really good question. <sighs> okay, so this is, gonna again maybe sound cheesy but I think the biggest lesson that I've learned through astrology through like everything is that it just keeps coming back to like how well how fully how deeply can you love yourself and all of these things that like we use these tools and modalities for to like manifest the life of our dreams to get the relationship to make more money, all of these things, they're great. But I think my biggest lesson has been like, it's less about the things and the outcomes or even the situations that happen to you. And it's more about like, how can you hold yourself and how can you love yourself through whatever happens? Um, the author Louise Hay in her book, um, You Can Heal Yourself, that's like the principle she comes back to over and over again. And it seems very simple, yet also like kind of complex and intimidating of how do we actually love ourselves. But I think that is what it all comes back to is like, how, how can we fully accept ourselves, fully love ourselves and fully give ourselves permission to be who we are? Yeah, I really do love that. And I think it's such a beautiful thing to like learn to accept yourself and to love yourself, obviously through everything and to use to use whatever modality that you need to do to use in order to achieve like to receive that for yourself or to love yourself in that way um these this question i ask everyone um which is a two it's a two-way kind of question which is how do you ease the chaos in your attic and how would you encourage listeners to ease their chaos Ooh, i love that question especially because um that question like aligns a lot with the astrology of 2022 um because there's like a lot of chaos going on and my answer to that I would actually say like I've learned a lot this year even through the astrology and like living through the astrology of this year I think my answer to that is surrender and 
like learning how to surrender and what that means has been the biggest lesson for me in 2022. I think collectively it's the biggest lesson for all of us that we're being asked to go through this year. Um, but when things feel really chaotic in my attic, as you said, or like in a client's life, I would say surrender. And what's been interesting too that I'll say about learning that lesson is I learned for me that surrender often actually feels like this attitude and energy of just like, in some ways it's kind of like F it or like, I don't care. Like, not that I don't care what happens, but it's like, I've done all I can do. Like universe, take the wheel type of energy. That is sort of what, like, yes, it's a very spiritual, deep concept, but I have found that there's also like a kind of lighthearted way to approach it. That's just like, okay, like you got this universe. I've done my part. Like you take it from here. And when things get chaotic and like, I don't even know which way is up. That is my biggest cue that it's time to surrender. Yeah, I that's the one thing that I've recently learned where I'm just like, whatever, I, I've done my part. I'm just gonna let things be. And it's and I feel like for the longest time it was the hardest thing to like let go of that control of like needing yeah. to solve everything, to take action on everything, and then to just get to a point where I'm like, I'm done. Like not not again, not necessarily in the in a bad way where I'm just like I'm not gonna even think about life or I'm not going to do anything, but it's just more of a way of like, yeah, like I, I can only take on so much and any, everyone yeah. can only take on so much to so just let whatever the other forces that anyone believes in to do the rest for them. Yeah. I mean, it's actually really freeing and liberating and it actually takes a lot of pressure off of us that we put on ourselves when we learn how to surrender. And it's actually like a really beautiful thing. Like, it's like, we have a, a co-pilot in the universe or whatever you want to call it in life yeah well I really love that answer um but I want to ask you do you have time for a quick rapid fire round Ooh, yeah let's do it okay do you know, well you kind of already mentioned some of these but your sun moon and rising sign okay sun is leo moon is sagittarius and rising scorpio interesting <laughs> I like that combo a lot um do you have a book recommendation I mean you already said two but you can say them again or you can say whatever anything else uh I'm gonna go again with journey of souls it's by Dr. Michael Newton um and yeah I'm gonna stick with that one because it's my top book recommendation ever okay um a saying to live by Ooh, lately my mantra or a saying has been let it unfold which is very aligned with the concept of surrender but it's just a reminder to me that like life has its own agenda and also it has my back so just let it unfold as it will um one thing that's currently lighting you up mm, the beach <laughs> that is the perfect answer to my next question which is mountain or sea <laughs> See for sure. <laughs> um, a language you wish you spoke. Ooh, French. I think it sounds super sexy and sophisticated. I agree. I I literally 
it's just like I know like a couple of words in French and I'll just like repeat it to myself in my head like making myself feel like I, I speak French fluently or something but yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I love that um do you have a favorite element whether that's earth fire air Ooh, that's like a perfect question for an astrologer I think because my sun and moon are both fire, I have to go with fire. And it's like that passion, inspiration, courage, energy. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I also, my sun and moon are in a fire sign. So I definitely love that. I feel like it's just a very, not, not all signs are, all elements are powerful, but there's just something about like that drive. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, a current favorite food. Hmm. Like anything chocolate right now, I am such a sugar addict and any kind of chocolate right now is like my not even guilty pleasure. It's just I, I can't live without it. Just a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, just a pleasure. No guilt. Um, do you have a spirit animal? Yes. Um, actually it changes frequently, but it's always some type of big cat. Right now, it is a white lion, which is, um, there's a movie called Mia and the White Lions, and they're like a spiritual heralding of like the new human consciousness that we're birthing, so. I love that. And I mean, it makes sense, you're a Leo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, love, what's your love language? Ooh, um, words of affirmation. Um, uh, one habit that you swear by journaling for sure I journal all the time yeah I agree with that I, that's the one thing I'll always preach is journaling <laughs> <laughs> um, what is making you love yourself most today oh wow such a beautiful question um, I think my commitment to my soul growth and my evolution I just recently had um, earlier this month, my birthday. And so I've been reflecting a lot on like the past year for me and what's making me really love myself is just seeing how much I've allowed myself to grow and transform in the last year. That's really beautiful. Um, one thing you would remove from this world and one thing you would add. Ooh, I would remove greed, like just the concept of greed. And I would add, hmm, if there were one thing I could add to this world, like something that doesn't exist or that I could add more of. Either or, honestly, feel free to answer it. <laughs> um, if there were one thing, that's so funny. I think I was thinking about this earlier today. I was like, if there was one thing I could add more of. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. Like I would eliminate greed, but if there were one thing I could eliminate, I think it would be self-criticism. And if there were one thing I could add more of into the world, it would be um, like self-celebration. I really love that. I think that is so, so important, especially right now. I don't know why, what it is about Leo season that I think <laughs> everyone is in, like either is very self-critical mode or... Or really celebrating themselves I mean it makes sense because of like just being in Leo season we're coming out of it right now but um, I do think that I've noticed that one thing with a lot of people talking about just celebrating themselves and yeah. 
Yeah. It's one of those things like it's so important, but we overlook and we think it's not important. And I would just, yeah, add so much of that into the world. Yeah. Um, do you have any messages that you feel like sharing? Um, sure. Actually, I, so earlier this month, I went to Peru and I did a series of three ayahuasca ceremonies. And one of the main messages that kept coming through, through each of the ceremonies that I would like to share, it was like this message and reminder that right now as a collective and as like a society here on earth, we are birthing a new world and we are like literally metaphorically in the process of labor basically and so I guess it's kind of a two-part message one is like we are birthing a new world and we're like creators that are birthing this world and the second part is almost this permission for it to feel uncomfortable like where we're at in the process right now it's not actually meant to feel super butterflies and rainbows are super comfortable like the process of giving birth is uncomfortable and scary and that's okay so it would just be kind of a reminder of those things that um, every day like we're birthing the world we want to see more of but especially this time in the history of humanity like we are birthing something new and it's okay that it feels scary unstable and uncomfortable right now but it will soon be worth it, I believe. I really appreciate you sharing that because I do think that a lot of people are resonating with that message right now and needing to hear that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Where can everyone find you, work with you, connect with you, and yeah, just share everything? <laughs> yeah, I am um, most active on social media on Instagram and my handle is chelseajewel33. And then my website is chelseajewel.com. And that's where you can book a reading with me, um, find out more about like coaching. And that's also where I have some free resources and courses and workshops and stuff that I've mentioned a few times throughout here and blog posts as well for free um, with a lot of resources that go um, into depth on some of the things we talked about, like looking up your chart, looking up your sun, moon, rising sign, all of that. hope you enjoyed that episode and I would absolutely love it if you could rate this podcast leave a review subscribe and follow it because it would mean the world to me and help support this podcast in more ways than you can know and also help me get more exciting and enlightening guests on so thank you to your precious ears for listening and bye